You can get it done. What's more, you gotta get it done. There's a gleam, man. There's a gleam. Let's get the gleam, all right? Let's go. Want a piece of that championship? Put it in here. Hey, guys, where else would you rather be? This is Hour 2 of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson on the WRAD Talk Network. Baker Team Hotline, 744-2990. That's the text line. Kenny Brooks in about half an hour. David Teal and Dwight Vick. Yeah, I agree. Wayne, you're right. I talked about this in the first segment. I mean, Jim Beheim last night announced he's retiring. Okay. I mean, pretty unlikable dude, right? Comes across that way. I don't really care. I mean, I know he had a great career. Congratulations on a great career. He got to coach his sons. That's great. But as uh, Wayne pointed out, how ironic, Beheim gets retired in the last game in Greensboro where he says he hates to play in the ACC tournament. It's awesome. True. And a program that one of the programs he accused of, quote, buying players. You know, something he never did. <clears throat> Carmelo Anthony. Pearl Washington. Nah. But, yeah, you know. And I kind of felt that way as Krzyzewski. Very unlikable dude. I mean, very unlikable guy. You know where his record stands and what he accomplished. But, I mean, if you're not a Duke fan, did we miss Mike Krzyzewski this year? I mean, did you sit around and, and other than when you watched Duke and you, you missed him constantly on the officials from the time the ball was tipped to the time the game ends? Snide comments he would make. Wouldn't talk to the media. Hell, he wouldn't even talk to his own radio guy. He sent an assistant out to talk to his radio guy. I mean, did you sit around and go, boy, uh, what a bad year for college basketball without Mike Krzyzewski. He hates Duke basketball so much, he only went to watch his team one time. And that's because I think the media was writing about the fact he showed up at all these other places to watch games, and then he only went one time. And that was after the article started to pop up. Why hasn't Mike Krzyzewski gone to support the man he chose? He handpicked to succeed him. 
You're going to miss Jim Beheim? Are you going to sit around and wonder, oh, wow, how's Syracuse basketball going to go on? After some of the comments that he's made, accusations that he's made, he did. He dogged the entire city of Greensboro. I mean, okay, you're retired. See ya. Have fun. I'm going to miss Mike Bray more than those two guys because Mike Bray's a fun dude and a decent human being. <laughs> Mike Bray's going to show up on TV somewhere if he's not coaching. Now, it was interesting. Bill Roth thinks he's going to end up at a place like Georgetown, somewhere like that. He thinks he's going to jump back into it. He really does. Right? I hope so. I hope so. But, um, okay, it's great. He had a great career. I'm not going to deny where he belongs in the Hall of Fame and where he belongs on the pantheon of head coaches. It's a, it's a rare thing to stay at one place as long as he did. I mean, he is Syracuse basketball, and that's okay. But at the same time, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and – read all these uh, tributes, (laughs) you know, it's great. I don't think too many people – let's put it this way. I don't know how many coaches around the league are going to go, oh, darn, Jim's gone. Just my opinion. You might have yours, and you might have a different opinion, and that's, that's just fine. ACC quarters will be a little bit later today, as a matter of fact, in a few hours. And I think these are the matchups. All of them potentially are really, really cool-looking matchups. Wake and Miami, Pitt, Duke, Carolina, Virginia, NC State, Clemson. The way NC State shot last night, if they can keep that up. Remember, Virginia Tech's offense got hot last year and kept going when they needed it. So maybe, just maybe, I think they beat Clemson tonight, right? And I think Carolina might beat Virginia. If Carolina's not in yet, they beat Virginia, they're definitely going to be in. Pitt and Duke should both already be in. Pitt had a 14-6 and ACC record along with Duke. And Wake's still trying to play their way in. And they've got a shot, right? 19 wins for them. 500 record in the conference, but more importantly, they have to win probably the whole thing to get in. We want to wish again all of our local high school teams, boys and girls who are playing for state championships, nothing but the best here in the NRV and also down in Roanoke. It would be nice to bring some uh, titles back into the fray. Check to see if the net rankings have been updated today. They have not. Oh, actually, they have. Here we go. Net rankings in college basketball. Let me see where some of these ACC teams are that are on the edge. NC State's in, right? They're at 37. Now, the net doesn't mean everything. 
The net means things specifically for like the CBI and CIT tournaments, by the way. I will say this. Oh, I do have some breaking news, by the way. I guess I should go ahead and do that since it was confirmed and it's going to be coming out later today. Radford University, the Highlanders, received a bid yesterday from the CBI, the College Basketball Invitational, and we have accepted, so the Highlanders will be in the CBI starting next weekend. It's down in Daytona Beach, Florida, and you can hear all the games right here as Radford keeps winning. It's a 16-team tournament, the CBI. And Radford, of course, finished third in their conference. Finished with 19 wins. And the CBI reached out. And after much deliberation and after the players voted to play, we're headed down to Florida. Now, I've been told by uh, Darius Nichols, you know, he was down at Florida. He said that where the arena is located and where the hotel strain uh Chains are located. You can walk directly from the hotel to the arena and then from your hotel to the beach. So, there you go. And there you, therein lies the excitement of the postseason. But I think it's kind of nice that you see the season Radford had be rewarded. Again, they weren't eligible for the NIT and the CBI, which I think is probably the one that's rated next to the NIT, right behind it, thought enough of the Highlanders to invite them in. Now, I know that the CBI and the CIT are all about making money, but at the same time, when you play in that tournament, you also get a couple of games in one of the MTE tournaments at the beginning of the season two years from now. So in other words, Radford will have two games to play that they'll travel to in exchange for playing in this tournament. So it helps them out a little bit with their future future scheduling as well. So we'll keep you updated on the bracket. None of that will come out until after everything is out from the NCAA and the NIT, and then we'll find out specifically. But the Highlanders are going to the postseason down at Daytona Beach in the CBI. The second time Radford's played in the CBI. They used to do it venue to venue, and you would bid to host, but now teams did not like that. Travel costs are so ludicrous that they've done it down in Florida the last uh, few years. In one spot, all the teams go down to Daytona Beach, and you play the 16-team tournament there, which I think is a much better idea, much like you're seeing in the conference tournaments in one place. This is the entire tournament. And you start out with 16, four games the first day, four the second. And then you have the quarterfinals after that, and then so on. So there you go. So Radford will be that, and the uh, announcement should come out probably today. Uh, Pitt, by the way, is number 56 in the net. Clemson at 61. Don't know if that's going to get them in. Tech, by the way, fell to 77 this morning. But we'll find out 
we shall find out exactly where all this goes with the ACC. I think they're going to get more, more teams than we think. I just, I just can't see them settling. Oh, man, Tech has fallen all the way to 81 in the Ken Palm after last night, too. But Wake Forest, you got to play your way in, man. This is why it's exciting. And we'll see if they can keep it rolling. It was a big shot they hit last night to send Jim Beheim into retirement. Big, big shot. Kenny Brooks joins us in about 17 minutes. Looking forward to that. Follow up to their ACC championship and how they've been uh, spending their week as you hear all this speculation about their seating, what he's hearing. I'm sure he's got a better indication than most. And then, of course, we'll have David Teal and Dwight Vick. All that's coming up a little bit later on. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. Good reaction this morning. A lot of folks kind of split down the middle on Tech and their postseason, whether they should go or not. We hope you're well wherever you might be. We'll be back more of Hour 2. How you missed that? Well, here it is. Listen to Big Dog Sports Talk anytime. Yeah, we missed you so much. Available wherever you get your podcasts. BDSD will return in a moment on WRAD. Someday I'll have me a chauffeur And a block-long limousine EO-11 EO-11 Someday I'll have me a penthouse Stacks and stacks of bowling green EO-11 EO-11 It's all a state of mind 24 minutes after the hour Thursday, Kenny Brooks in about 10 minutes Hope you're well wherever you might be. Sunny today, right? Colder in the evenings. I know one thing. It was uh, a mite chilly yesterday at the old lacrosse match. You know, over at uh, GoDucks.com, I know many of you tuned in. (laughs) And Radford got their first win of the year. Knocking off Kennesaw State. Big news, if you're just waking up, Virginia Tech will not repeat as ACC basketball tournament champions. They were defeated last night soundly by NC State, 97-77. Record-setting night of ACC tournament offense for the Wolfpack and their program. And now Tech will wait to see whether or not they get an NIT bid or even if they would accept an NIT bid. A lot of programs do not for whatever reason, especially if you have injuries, if you have turmoil or whatever it might be if you're trying to build you know those tournaments were always kind of used to uh to build to the next year right if you have a young team in place you could say well this is going to be a great experience well now with the portal it's tougher to go in with that mindset well yeah let's go ahead and play in this because we really feel like it's going to help us next year Now, from Radford's perspective, playing in this CBI, I've been told that the vast core of their players 
will be coming back that are eligible. They've already indicated they want to be back, which is great news. So it kind of works. It fits a little bit more with the blueprint of what the Highlanders are trying to build for next season. But, you know, if you know you're losing the core of your team already to graduation or you have guys already saying they're going in the portal, you may not want to play in that tournament. And for a lot of these traditional programs, it's the NCAA or bust. I mean, if you don't make it, you don't make it. That's the only tournament they want to make. Just depends on the mindset, where you are, depends on the coaching staff, clearly what year you might be in and what you're trying to either build to or build back to. It's all situational to each program. And you have to have kids that want to play, that want to buy in. Like, for instance, this situation with Radford. I mean, I talked with uh, Coach Nichols yesterday. He said, look, we left it up to the players. We gave him our opinion, but ultimately, I see, I think that's the way that you do it. You say, look, what do you want to do? Especially the seniors. And guys overwhelmingly wanted to keep playing. So we're going to Florida. We're headed down to Daytona Beach for the CBI. I'm glad I made your morning, Cole Wilder. (laughs) Because, Cole, I live to make you smile. It's my goal in my life to make you smile. If I failed in that regard, then I have failed miserably. <laughs> he just texted, said he heard me say that the core of the team scheduled to be back, and I made his morning. That's the scuttlebutt, by the way, Cole. Yeah. That's the scuttlebutt. Those guys have already indicated definitely coming back, and that's good. And that means all of the ones who are eligible. And also, there's been things that, you know, you can't really get into. But let's just put it this way, from a Radford standpoint, recruiting's going very well for this program right now, which is another reason why you play in this event. Thanks for all the great comments we got having. uh, Man, I kept hearing uh, folks who went back later in the day that may have missed Rick Cormany yesterday on the show. And uh, tell me how much they enjoyed hearing from Coach and everybody wishing to Bobcats best of luck against this juggernaut that is John Marshall. Um, That was awesome. (laughs) Wayne asks, uh, do you get to travel to Fargo for CBI and broadcast on GoDucks.com? No. See, Wayne, I don't work for GoDucks.com. That was just a mistake. <laughs> See, that was just a mistake. See, they didn't fix the notes from their previous game. I, I don't wear green. I don't work for GoDucks.com. Uh. <laughs> All right. Kenny Brooks scheduled to join us, the head women's basketball coach at Virginia Tech. He's next. And then we have just 
An unbelievable third hour as well with David Teal from Greensboro. I mean, you talk about being in his wheelhouse now. David Teal at the ACC tournament, that's going to be a a good interview. Dwight Vick as well. All that's coming up. Hope you're well, wherever you might be. We're halfway home here on a Thursday. Appreciate you, as always, making us part of your morning. It means a lot. Great to interact with people each and every day. Stay with us. Kenny Brooks scheduled to be with us next. women's basketball coach at Virginia Tech. And I love listening to Big Dog Sports Talk. Welcome back to the program. Hope you're well wherever you might be. 25 minutes before the top of the hour. David Teal and Dwight Vick coming up in our 8 o'clock power hour. Joining us now on the program. He is the head women's basketball coach of your ACC champion, Virginia Tech Hokies. His name is Kenny Brooks. And it's apropos, Coach, we're playing Prince's Baby, I'm a Star because... This team is definitely the star right now. Congratulations, my friend. Thanks, Rick. I really appreciate it. Uh, I'm, I'm a big Prince fan, and I love that. I love that song. <laughs> well, Coach, let's just talk about it. You know how we're talking before you came on. You said <laughs> it was a great line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've been living on cloud nine. I decided to extend the stay a little while. I love it. Love it. I, I, t- I tell you, Rick, you know, it's not, so, much, so many times during the year uh, you'll have a big win. And you don't get to celebrate it. You know, you kind of like, okay, I'm on to the next one really quick because you play. You have a quick turnaround. Uh, but obviously we're on spring break right now. Uh, I have no opponent in front of me. Uh, <laughs> I don't have anything to do. And, you know, for four days I've been able to just let it soak in. And um, it's been a wonderful feeling, very surreal. Uh, but, you know, I still watch – I think I've watched the end of the championship game probably a thousand times. Right. And I still, I still get chill bumps watching all the kids – um, celebrations, their expressions, uh, just a wonderful, wonderful feeling. Well, I was going to ask you, Coach, as you've gone back and absorbed it and thought about it, what takeaways you do have, but I think you just answered the question, it's all about those players, isn't it? I, I know that's why you're the happiest about feeling the way you do. Absolutely. You know, and we talk, we talk about being a champion all year long, and I told them, I said, look, when you become a champion, you're going to have tears of joy because all those – tears because of all everything that you sacrificed to get to this point and when you go up there and you cut down the nets you know you're going to be crying and that's why you're going to be crying and to watch them actually go through it and experience it and believe it and see it uh, it's just the best feeling you know whether you're a father whether you're a coach whether you're a father figure um you you love to see your kids experience wonderful things and for me you know it's just the best uh i remember going through the lot the handshake line with louisville and then when I turned around, Georgia Amore is like staring at me. She gives me the biggest hug and embrace. <laughs> and I, I start crying and she starts crying. I compose myself. I wipe away the tears. Next in line is Elizabeth Kitley. I start crying again and <laughs> po- compose myself. And then the third one was my daughter, Chloe. And Chloe, you know, she gave, she gave me this big embrace and she told me how proud uh, of me that she was. Oh wow! And I lost, I lost it. And uh, and if you ever see the, if you ever see the video or the 
interview right after the game with me, and I had tears in my eyes, and that's exactly what happened. And they were the best tears you know, that I've ever had. Oh, my goodness. Kenny Brooks joining us on the program, the head women's basketball coach at Virginia Tech. They just claimed their first ever ACC championship. Wow, and hearing that from your daughter. I mean, is there anything more wow. rewarding for a father to hear that? I'm proud of you, Dad. Wow. Uh, and, and, you know, it was, it was the way she said it. It wasn't just artificial. It was so, <laughs> it was so genuine. And it was kind of ironic because she was the holdup for me taking the job here. She did not want to come. She wanted to stay at JMU. <laughs> and she finally gave her blessing because she said, Dad, I don't, want, I don't want you to miss out on an opportunity to be the best and go against the best. And so I'll go. And, and when she told me that, I bawled crying. And, uh, you know, so just to see it come around full circle and to become ACC champion uh, with, her, with her on the roster is very, very special. Well, at least for this season, as Georgia told us here on the show, right now a happy ending to that love story that you two have, as she claimed, yeah. right? Have, right? The way things went out and the way she played – getting the MVP. Can you talk about the way her game, I mean, it was great all year, Coach, but it really seemed to elevate in the postseason. You know, it started from day one. Day one, when she walked on campus, um, I knew that we had our point guard of the future, and I knew that we were going to be playing for different things very soon. And uh, we went through a lot together, me and her. Uh, I was a point guard at James Madison. I'm a point guard coach, Mm -hmm. and so I'm harder on my point guards. And, you know, she was able to, to endure it, embrace it, accept it, you know, all the challenges that I was throwing at her. Um, you know, she never wavered from it. She never uh, kept a grudge, you know, even when I was yelling at her. And she grew exponentially throughout her career and to the point where she just oozes confidence now. Before every game in the ACC tournament, I asked her, who's the best player? And she, you know, would say, I am. And I said, well, go prove it. And she did. Three straight games, she was out there and and, you know, she's taking us on a wonderful ride because she's our leader. She's our leader, our floor leader. Uh, she oozes with confidence. And, you know, she doesn't think anyone can guard her. And she proved it. And, uh, and she's taking us to different levels. How much of that confidence that you have as a coach, coaching that position, comes from you, know, you played for a pretty good guy who knows about guard play, right, Lefty Drizel. So you know about all that. So how much does that help you as a coach, look at that position? Uh, uh, it, it, just, just Coach Drizel in general, I, there's a lot of Coach Giselle in me the way that I coach, and um, you know, and, and I'm I'm not I'm hard on them, but I'm also I, I I give them confidence. I have the utmost confidence in all of our kids. I don't ever want them to be hesitant. Uh, they know what their strengths are, and I'm like, play to your strengths on the court. And if everybody does that, because it's it's a puzzle, we put together a puzzle. George is our floor leader. Kayla King is a tremendous shooter uh, and can defend. Kiana Trailer is a driver that can get downhill when people are playing against Kayla King on the perimeter so hard. Uh, obviously, Elizabeth Kitley does everything inside, and then Taylor Soul runs around and just rebounds anything and, and, and just mops up any kind of garbage that we have. And they play together, and they play to their strengths, and that's what we wanted to do. And Coach Rizel taught me a lot of that and let kids play to their strength. And, uh, and we've been doing that, and as a result, we're really hard to guard because our kids don't care who gets the glory. When Georgia Amor was announced the MVP, the person who screamed the loudest was Elizabeth Kitley. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and that just goes to show they're so happy for each other. They don't care. Their ultimate goal was to win a championship, and they've all sacrificed a lot. Taylor Soul was the best player on her team, and she was a first-team all-ACC player. She sacrificed a lot to come here. 
Ayanna Trailer was an all Big Ten performer, uh, and she sacrificed a lot to come here. And when she gave me a hug, she said, "This is exactly why I came here to win." And so it's just a wonderful group, very unselfish, and they all just want to go out and win. Kenny Brooks joining us on the program. He's already now with a very impressive resume. He's made it even more so with now the ACC championship for this team. Well, Coach, take us through that final game. Uh, Louisville, they played a very physical brand, to say the least. We heard a lot of reaction from a lot of Tech fans about one particular play. But talk yeah. about talk about that matchup and what you knew. I mean, this team played very confidently after you got there against the Cardinals. You know, it was um, it was it was really a good draw. We had uh, we had Miami first, and we had Duke second, and then um, uh, Louisville third. They all play a similar style on defense, and they're going to pick you up ninety four feet. Uh, they're going to try to wear you down, and uh, we have the best strength coach in the country. And our, even though we're not deep as deep as some of those teams, we're in better shape. And the kids got into a groove. And uh, so when it got to championship Sunday, uh, we knew how to handle the pressure. Uh, we got into our offenses quickly. Uh, we were very confidently in our offenses. And um, we, we just played with so much confidence. And before we left, I said, give me 120 minutes of great basketball and you'll be ACC champions. And by goodness, they gave me 120 <laughs> minutes of great basketball because they went out and they, they dominated you know, they dominated. We, we beat Miami by 26. We beat Duke by 21. And if it weren't for some, some late threes at the end, we would have beaten Louisville by 20. And, uh, and it was just a dominant performance, and uh, everyone stepped up. You know, Liz got us off to a great start. Georgia hit some big shots. Taylor Soul was uh, non-existent in the first half, but had like 13 points in the second half. Kiana Trailer hit a couple of big threes for us to really get us going. And so it was just a team effort. And then Kayla King did a tremendous job guarding Haley Van Liff. So, um, and, and that play that everyone's talking about, I did not see it during the game. Um, but when I watched it on replay, I was like, whoa, that, that, was a, that was a pretty nice shove. But I was proud of Deasia Gregg. She kept her composure yes, because yes. the only, only thing we wanted was to win a championship. And um, so I think her bruise has, has healed up since then. But, um, but just, a, just a dominating performance all weekend. And I tell you what, Hokie Nation was strong. It felt like that championship game felt like a home game. And uh, when, they, when they did the chant, let's go Hokies, before the game started, and the Louisville, Louisville kids were looking into the stands, I felt like they had an advantage already. <laughs> Giddy Brooks joining us on the program. Virginia Tech is ACC champions. And now, I think, Coach, and I said this before the tournament, I think you're going to be a number one seed. I believe it's going to happen. I, this team deserves it. I mean, when do you, uh, you start to get some more information about how that's going to go, or is everybody just kind of waiting to find out the same day on Sunday? Yeah, we'll find out when you find out. Okay. And uh, it's, it's kind of the beauty of it, um, just because it's excitement. So when you see us and we stand up and cheer, uh, it's very genuine because we have no idea. We have no idea, so we'll just sit and wait, you know, whether it's a one seed or a two seed. Um, that's very surreal. Uh, when, when the ticker comes up and, and it talks about projected number one seeds <laughs> and you see your name beside South Carolina and Stanford <laughs> and people like that, it's very surreal. It, when it happens, if I see it on my phone or if it's on TV, uh, I screenshot it just because I just want to make sure <laughs> that, I, that I'm not dreaming or something. Um, but, you know, it, it just shows you – the hard work with so many people have done, not only with this group, uh, coaches who, who are here, uh, assistant coaches who have left, 
um, you know, just former players who have done so much of this program to get us here, like an Asia Shepherd, and their legacy is uh, is is these kids and what they've been able to do. So, so proud of them. And you know, but we're not done yet. No, and they understand no. it. They're, they're celebrating everything right now, and they'll come back tonight, and we'll start working, um, getting ready for uh, the tournament, and then we'll put this behind us for a while, and then we'll try to make a really deep run in the tournament. Yeah, I was going to ask you how the schedule was going to work. So uh, everybody will be back and you'll start to prepare and so forth. And you don't really worry about the opponent now. They're just going to come back, get in the gym a little bit, and then you start to prepare once you see the draw, I guess, coming up on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, they're on spring break right now. So they've been away since uh, since the championship. And um, they'll come back tonight. We'll get some conditioning in. And we'll start practice tomorrow. And um, it's, it's really good because I've been watching us. I don't have to watch somebody else. I've been watching us and some things that we can tweak and try to shore up uh, some of the plays that we didn't execute perfectly and, um, and just get them back into a groove. And then uh, Monday we'll start working on, uh, on our potential opponent and, uh, and just go from there. But um, for me, being in the tournament the last couple of years has really helped prepare a schedule like this. Right. Um, because it's a little bit different. When I was at James Madison, the tournament was a week later. And so you only had like a day of rest, and then you had to go right into the NCAA tournament. So I've had to learn how to manage the group this 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 way, where they get a little bit of time off, which is well deserved and much needed, and then trying to get them back into a groove and get ready for a, a good run in the tournament. Well, you know, and one final thought, Coach. I want to go back. We had Liz on um, last week, or right before the tournament started, and she made this comment that was interesting. And at that point, I thought they're going to win this whole thing going away. She said. Well, we don't know who we're playing yet in the first round with the double bye, but we're looking at Miami. You know, they beat us. And she paused and she goes, I want to play Miami. <laughs> and, right. I, and, you know, and you know this already because you're around her every day, but I thought, there you go. See, there's a competitor that's thinking about not the success they've had, but what made her feel bad? And that was that loss to Miami. And boy, oh boy, did they take care of business early in that one. I thought this team is ready to rock and roll. You know, this team is so confident. Uh, when we line up, a lot of times we're lining up against teams who have a lot of McDonald's All-Americans, and the confidence that, um, that they ooze, the competitive drive that they have, they know that they're as good or better. And it doesn't matter what someone else's resume is. It doesn't matter you know, what they did in high school. These kids are prepared. They're confident, and they're not scared of anything. And that is why, Rick, we were able to go out there and compete with anyone. You know, my, my first teams here – we would line up against you know a whole bunch of McDonald's All Americans, and we I, I did not see confidence in their face. Mm-hmm. And now with this group, they don't care who they're lining up against. They're like, okay, <laughs> if we do what we're supposed to do, we can go out and beat anyone. And uh, and, that, and that's what gives me confidence, and that's what allows me to be able to go out there and, and draw up and execute or draw up plays or a game plan, and I know that they'll execute it because they're confident. No, there's no question. They exude it, and not in an arrogant way at all. They just know, as Georgia said, hey. We know we're good. We never assume we're good. Every day of practice, we have to go out and show ourselves again how good we are. I thought that was also just a, a championship type of mentality. And it's rare. Not every player has that, right? But your kids seem no. to. You're exactly right. And I, I just I just love watching their, their growth and what they want to be. And, you know, watching Elizabeth Kitley because it was, it was hard for her just climbing the mountain because her best friend was Elisa Kunane, who played for NC State. And they won three straight championships. And it was hard for her because she knew what she wanted. And when we would lose, she, I'd, I'd see the, just the hurt in her eyes, and it would just fuel her. And then to the point where we started winning these big games and, and then we won a championship, 
the joy that she had because she's such a hard worker and a competitor. So excited, excited for her. I mean, again, watching them cry, uh, those tears of joy is the best thing that could happen to me as a coach. Well, and I think there's still more tears to come that are going to be tears of joy for this basketball team. I think, as you said, they're far from done, Coach. And listen, I want to thank you so much for uh, taking the time again this morning. We've interviewed uh, yourself a couple of times here in the last month, a couple of your players, and everybody says, I get more reaction, by the way, when we talk to either yourself or your players than just about any other interview we do. So that's how many people are behind you and really love the way you play and the way you're running your program. And I know these first two rounds of the tournament, you're going to have a sold-out Castle Coliseum. I can't wait to hear the Raptors blow off that place when that thing gets underway. <laughs> it could be a lot of fun. These kids deserve that atmosphere, and I, and I can't wait. All right, Coach, take care of yourself. Best of luck coming up, man. I'm so happy for you. And uh, we'll talk again maybe a little later on after this thing's done in about, what, All a, right. about a month or so after you're done playing. About a month or so. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> Th- thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate you. All right, Coach, take care, man. Stay safe. There All you right. go. That's uh, Kitty Brooks, the head women's basketball coach at Virginia Tech. They better get a number one seed. I know one thing. There's not four teams in the country better than Virginia Tech right now, right? Let's just say it the way it is. Good stuff from Coach. We appreciate him taking the time this morning. I'm on cloud nine, and I decided, you know what? I'm not ready to. I'm not ready to jump off yet. I'm going to enjoy it another day or so. Good line. We're back to wrap up hour two. Remind you what's ahead in the power hour. Stay with us. He won't sit, but oh boy, does he speak! More big dog sports talk next on WRAD. Jay Giles love photography. All right, I mean, whether you're talking about a frozen frame, whether you're talking about her, his angel being a centerfold. Thanks to uh, Kenny Brooks for joining us on the program. Tech uh, will resume tonight. The ladies get back from spring break. We shall see how uh, they segue into the postseason NCAA uh, variety of it. And that's the way it is, by the way. You never know how you are. The years that Radford, the two years that they've made the NCAA tournament, when uh, since I've been there doing the games, um, you don't know. You don't know. You see it, it pops up, and you're like, whoa, there you go. I mean, you really have no idea. I do like the fact there's no pre-ahead calling, right? Right? Like, you don't get a courtesy call three hours before the big dance brackets come out. <laughs> you just don't. You don't know. So when you see them, and they'll have cameras there, because immediately during that women's show, they are going to put up, well, here are your top four seeds in each region before they start breaking down the bracket. And if you see Virginia Tech, which I believe you're going to, as a number one seed, that excitement is going to be absolutely real from uh, Coach Brooks and those players, and rightfully so. Good stuff from Kenny. 
All right, David Teal's in Greensboro. He's covering the ACC tournament, and I can't think of a, a better scenario in which to unfold talking to David Teal, the fact that he is down at the ACC tournament. The quarterfinals today. We'll review last night as well. He had a piece about the Virginia Tech run. Well, can't really call it a run. The Virginia Tech participation in the ACC tournament ending last night in a resounding thud, 97-77. And then Dwight Vick after that. The 8 o'clock Power Hour coming up with David Teal. Stay with us.